Good morning, everybody. We have a lower trade in the grain markets here on Monday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down six at 5.11 and a half. November soybeans down seven and a half cents at 12.79. December Chicago wheat down six at 6.82 and a half. December Kansas City wheat down five and a quarter at 6.77 and a quarter. December spring wheat is down six and a half cents at 8.72 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it. Leave me a review or a rating if you have not already. I am streaming live on YouTube and on Facebook here this morning. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, my goal is to get up to 5,000. We're at about 2,800. I think we can do this over the next uh, couple of months. If you like these videos, if you're watching on a consistent basis, make sure you hit the like button. Uh, if you guys are watching on Facebook, this is kind of an experiment. I've only been doing the morning live streams on Facebook here for a few days, but I'll continue it. Let me know what you think about that. Uh, if you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For $49 a month, I have a subscription service. I send out my morning email to my subscribers every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you will be made aware of every overnight headline of importance, all of my grain marketing recommendations, lots of interesting charts, graphics, information regarding grain markets, grain marketing. My subscriber-only videos go out every day, and in those videos, I really get into detail in regard to grain marketing, grain markets, some specific topics. I take customer requests. If, if customers want me to cover uh, one topic in particular, I will do that. This is a monthly deal. You can cancel it at absolutely any time. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. I won't try to sell you anything else. Certainly check this out, guys, if you're looking for some additional information from me. So we did have a USDA report on Friday, and I would make the argument that the report was lackluster. It offered no real major surprises. When you look at the U.S. numbers, and I, and I think the trade was probably mostly concerned with the U.S. Uh, production numbers, USDA did increase the corn yield versus last month. 176.3 is the new number. 174.6 was last month's number. 175.9 was the average trade guess. So slightly above the average trade guess, but, but not totally surprising by any means. Same deal in the beans, 50.6. Uh, 50.4 was the average trade guess. 50 even was last month. So not anything really surprising here. In regard to carryouts, they did go up versus last month as expected. Some of the numbers a little bit higher. Uh, than what the trade had expected, but still nothing really surprising here. So when it comes to these reports, guys, as I told you on Friday morning, and I'll tell you this again today, this is all a matter of what's priced into the market and what isn't. And in this instance, yeah, we got a report that had a bearish tone to it, but the majority or all of that bearishness had already been priced into the market. And it's for that reason that the corn and soybean markets were able to reverse to the upside on Friday. Now we're back under pressure here today, but that report on Friday was just not enough to result in a further sell-off. It, it was bearish versus last month, but pretty much within the realm of expectations, I would argue. Uh, some other notable changes here. USDA did adjust their acreage numbers. Harvested corn acreage increased by 600,000. Harvested soybean acreage decreased by 300,000. There were also some minor demand adjustments on the U.S balance sheets. Some other noteworthy changes, USDA did lower its Brazilian corn production estimate as expected. They're, they're down to 86 million metric tons, which is pretty close to where the Brazilian government came in last week. USDA, uh, I think this is notable, left its Chinese corn import projection unchanged at 26 million metric tons, which is the exact same number as last year. So I think a lot of questions have come about regarding Chinese demand for U.S. corn. USDA says, says that they will repeat last year's uh, massive and record import program 
Is that a fact? I don't know, but that is what USDA is projecting here for the moment. Uh, Chinese corn feed demand for the new crop marketing year was increased to 214 million metric tons. The Chinese government reduced that number uh, to, I think, 187 uh, just last week. So some discrepancy there. Chinese soybean imports unchanged at 101 million metric tons, which would be slightly higher versus last year. Fund traders continue to reduce length in the row crop markets. This has been going on for a long time now, and it's been very gradual. Large money managers or funds were net long only 202,000 contracts of corn as of last Tuesday, according to CFTC. That's the smallest net long for the funds in the corn market since October of last year. Now, that's still a, pr- a pretty hefty net long position. Over 200,000 is, is still considered to be uh, a pretty large net long historically, but uh, it is the lightest net long since October of last year. Funds were net long only 54,000 contracts of soybeans as of last Tuesday. I'm talking about the futures only version of the report here. That's the smallest net long in the bean market for the fund since August of 2020. So smallest net long in a year. Funds are likely a modest net short in the SRW wheat market at Friday's close. So the funds have been in the process gradually, really over the course of months, of reducing their length in these row crop markets. Is that a trend that continues? I really don't know. Based on what I see in regard to supply and demand, stocks to use ratios, that, sh- that sort of stuff, funds probably shouldn't go short the corner soybean markets here. If you look at, at other instances of, of you know stocks to use ratios this tight, but uh, there are no rules when it comes to this stuff. Temperatures across the western Corn Belt and southern plains are going to be well above normal here for a couple of weeks, the way that it looks. Um, I'll show you a map. This is the average temperature versus normal over the next seven days. Iowa, northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin, northern Missouri, almost all of Kansas, a little bit of Nebraska, northern Oklahoma are going to be very, very warm relative to normal, 10 to 15 degrees above average over the next seven days. And the rest of the Corn Belt, really most of the country, is going to be warmer than normal as well to the tune of you know, three to say seven or eight degrees above normal. So you've got kind of a warm uh, week coming up here. In terms of rainfall, just kind of scattered stuff. The Eastern Corn Belt's going to do okay. You'll see some rain here in Minnesota, maybe a little bit in the Dakotas, and then um, Kansas, Missouri, you'll see some rain. Nothing real heavy, but uh, some more kind of scattered type stuff. Here's the temperature, six to 10 and eight to 14. This trend of warmer temperatures continues. So it uh, looks like we're in for kind of a, a warmer start to, to fall or very late summer here. Precipitation, kind of a mixed bag. This is the 6 to 10 on the left here, and it's it's dry to maybe normal in the east, and then you get a little bit wetter in that 8 to 14-day period. So I guess the, the take-home in regard to weather here is that um, uh, very much warm weather expected. No, no early frost, uh, not yet. The Gulf is slowly resuming export activity following a halt of nearly two weeks. At least a few terminals are active again. Power is in the process of being restored to others. The hurricane impact likely hurt, um, say, the last week of the marketing year for old crop corn and old crop soybean shipments. USD, U.S. exporters really didn't hit those uh, previous export targets from USDA partially as a result of that. USDA did lower its old crop corn export number on Friday. They left the soybean number alone for old crop. Both of those numbers probably need to come down in future reports. Some of those unshipped sales will be rolled into the new crop marketing year, which of course just began here on September 1st. Friday's export sales report was mostly good. Corn sales totaled 906,000. That was pretty close to expectation. Soybean sales near the upper end of expectations at 1.47 million. Wheat sales okay at 388. Corn commitments for the current marketing year are record high thanks to early Chinese buying. Soybean commitments are good, but uh, need to catch up if we're going to 
meet these USDA targets for the new crop marketing year, which are pretty lofty. Wheat sales are the second worst of the last 12 years. So wheat export sales, uh, not good at all. Reports this week, we have export inspections this morning at 10 o'clock, crop progress after the close, uh, ethanol production and NOPA crush on Wednesday, export sales on Thursday. The cattle market has been beat up pretty good. I think we've been lower 13 out of the last 15 sessions for the October contract. Uh, cash trade last week, 124 in the south, mostly 126 to 127 in the north. The boxes were lower uh, by quite a bit on Friday. In the outside markets here this morning, the U.S. dollar is marginally higher. The S&P is up 22. The bonds up 180. Or I'm sorry, the Dow up 180. The bonds are uh, marginally higher. Precious metals slightly lower. The crude oil is up 37 cents in the November WTI at 69.84. Everybody have a wonderful week. I will talk to you guys same time tomorrow.